Um, I don't know how how do we even start a podcast? Same way you start a video. <laughs> really? Yeah. Hey everybody, this is Danny with Game Shell, and this is Brendan with Game Shell, and this is Mike with Game Shell, <laughs> and we're we're doing something new that is uh, not our our specialty. Are we just are we just calling it the Game Shell Podcast? Yeah, that works. We don't have to make a new graphic. I mean, I still want to do the logo idea with you, but uh, that's another thing. So we are t- here talking with our friend Mike about virtual reality. Because he is our only friend that owns a virtual reality. <laughs> and we really just wanted to play a whole reality <laughs> that's I'm, virtual. I'm like a, a VR shaman. <laughs> a VR Bring you into to the next world where you get to experience the, the virtual realm. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, let's talk about that. We played for two hours worth of VR, and I am still just amazed, I think. I'm really excited for VR technology. So should we, we should probably talk about our experience with VR before we came over yeah. here. Yeah. And I know, did you do anything before tonight? My experience was playing with a Samsung Gear VR headset at Best Buy. Yeah, see, I, <laughs> I had a little bit more because I had... I had the Google Cardboard when it came out, and then I have the Samsung Gear VR, which I can't use anymore because the Note 7 yeah. was a bomb strapped to my face. Yeah. <laughs> and then Anna's dad bought me, like, a basically a giant plastic Google Cardboard. Like, it's, yeah. it's these Chinese-made VR goggles, but it's no different than using the Cardboard. Yeah, the Gear VR and the Cardboard are essentially just holders to place your phone on your face. Right. Whereas the Vive is a true, like the first true virtual reality system. Uh, it's it's not just, like, those I would describe as like a window into virtual reality where you're like confined to just your eyes. It's like it's like you're looking through binoculars into, into the virtual world. But if you have the Vive, you're moving around every single direction. You can duck your head. You can point your controllers. It's like, it, that's the beginnings of true virtual reality. It really is. And that, um, I think that's one of the selling points. Like, as soon as you showed me the first game that we played there with the... Space the, Pirate Trainer. Space Pirate Trainer. It was amazing to be able to, like, duck yeah. down. And at the time, I think I wasn't moving around as much as I did later on in the game, or the other yeah, yeah. games that we played, but holy crap, that, that first game just sold it for me. Uh, and made me want to get a vibe. I think one of the <laughs> one of the problems I saw, which which may or may not have been as much of a problem with you, Danny, was that because I had so much experience was playing sit down VR with my gear, I I had a problem moving around. Yeah. I noticed uh-huh. you 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 were better at like dodging the bullets in the pirate trainer than I was because I'm so used to like not being able to move anywhere. Uh, but I was just kind of like standing there like oh I guess I got my shield. <laughs> It's really common. You see that with almost everyone who tries this. It's like you're so used to video games being like, like you have like binary choices. Press button X or button Y. Virtual reality, it's like gives you an option to be creative. And it's like, oh, I can dodge left or I can pull out my shield or I could duck underneath or I could like try to jump over it. It's like you're really up to your own your own decisions yeah there's so many options like that that was the thing too like being able to straight up like i don't know feeling out of the movies or like just uh media in general portrayal of like vr video games being able to reach behind my back 
pull out a shield or the whip or whatever. That was amazing. Yeah, it's the, it's the physical sensation <clears throat> of like pulling, like you pointing your hand and you pulling a trigger right. to shoot a gun compared to you having to use the best of your mirror neurons to like try to feel like you're. <laughs> pulling a trigger by pu- like pressing X on a right. on a TV screen for it's like I was actually holding these guns and doing this and shooting these robots nuts yeah it's cool literally nuts it definitely it definitely plays tricks with your mind too oh. like when when you had me in the the lab from Valve and you were talking about how someone fell over when they were trying to yeah. interact with that table like, <laughs> I, I can see how they would do it because you can you look in front of you and even though you can't see your hands and you're just seeing like virtual versions of the controller, you still think you can set your like right. hands down yeah. on it and put your weight on it. That that feeling is like what the people in the virtual reality world call immersion. It's like it's like the an sort of an indescribable moment where like you go from uh, like seeing th- images in your eyes to you being convinced that you're like in a new virtual space it's like you become completely like comfortable just like moving around and like interacting in that space and like abiding by those new laws of physics that are around you even if it's like a cartoon like you can you can be in like a spongebob world and your brain won't question it for a second because it just it just cares if it's like consistent Right. That, that's the only thing I was looking for. No, yeah, that is nuts. And I, I mentioned it earlier to you guys uh, when we were playing the Rick and Morty game, the the accountant, what was it called? Accounting. Accounting. At that point in the stage where everything was on fire yeah. and like he's yelling and I was listening to the telephone, I just couldn't hear you guys. Yeah. And like the room actually felt warmer. Like yeah. I, I have this bomb <laughs> stuck in my hand that I can't get off. It was nuts. Yeah, that, that game is... It would even be up to notch if you had headphones on and me and Brendan weren't talking and you're by yourself and it's like even deeper into it. But like you still heard us and stuff like that and we were talking to you. So you're constantly like somewhat reminded that there's like another (laughs) reality. Oh my God. I I, honestly, I didn't even think about that because that's nuts. Yeah, yeah. Like being by yourself and playing VR has got to be a crazy experience. (laughs) I've definitely noticed in the past using headphones with the stuff that I've had it it's definitely like a whole level above for either even if you're just using cardboard yeah if you have headphones in it just completely it has the potential to completely separate you from the rest of the world around you it's, and as long as like you can't like feel someone walking next to you or they don't like disturb you at all you just get completely lost yeah. in whatever you're doing just one more sense to add to the mix seriously I gotta add smell that's that would be the, the <laughs> truth. Yeah. You walk through some like place with like dead bodies and you smell like rotting corpses. <laughs> Seriously, it's nuts. It's truly nuts. Like I, I don't know. What do you think? Um, uh, there, I remember seeing a while back. I don't know if you guys have seen the video. Uh, speaking on immersion, full immersion, a full dive into virtual reality. Um, I don't remember the YouTuber's name, but he, I think he was from London or something. He, he made this pad that he locks himself into. He wears special socks and he runs on Mm -hmm. this thing and he's playing like Skyrim. He's playing Grand Theft Auto in these huge VR environments. Do you know what I'm talking about? The the omnidirectional treadmill. That's what it is. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's cool and definitely has huge potential, but like. 
VR is going to branch out in many different fields. Like, I'm sure in some sense it'll be like a mobile version. Like, people are going to want a mobile version where it's not, like, I don't have to fucking strap into, like, a uh, suit and, like, I don't have to get a big treadmill and I just want it to be (laughs) nice and easy. I put this little thing on and I'm in a little bit. But then other people are going to have a whole room in their house ready and they're going to want a treadmill like that and it's going to be convenient. And, like, for the situations like that, that treadmill is perfect for solving the locomotion problem Mm -hmm. where instead of having to teleport around with your thumb, Mm -hmm. you're actually holding your gun in your hand with both hands and you're using your feet to walk forward that's that'll be yeah that'll be really cool could you imagine a situation like that where you have that whole setup and then you add to it and not using headphones but like a 7.1 surround system yeah oh my god i couldn't (laughs) just from what we played like that i don't know i don't know if it was just my mental state of like going into it and just being like this is i'm in a new dimension like i don't know um I don't know if it's even under my mental capacity to be able to go accept a full immersion or a full dive. Like, that's just nuts to me. Yeah. But it's possible. And that's the crazy part. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the book Ready Player One? Yes. Yeah. They're, yep. they're making the movie about it. So yeah. yeah. I When I read that book, it was like, it, that, they do such a good job of predicting like a utopian future or potentially dystopian future of VR but they they do a good job of explaining that de- that difference where it's like all right if you're super rich you might have like a full body suit that's got like cooling and like the smell of vision and like the you can feel every single like haptic feedback some people might have that but then it, you can also enter into VR like and you get a comparable experience not quite the same for mm-hmm. way cheaper just using something like a, a high power phone and maybe like some hand controls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my god. I that um we can shift into what you think future VR will we get to a point where there are people just living to be in the virtual world. Like they prefer their virtual selves more than their actual actual selves. Uh, this just took a one eighty to like I think there will be. I mean, there there's already people that are obsessed with living in like in virtual another, worlds, but that like aren't in virtual Warcraft. reality, right? Like, could you imagine that? Like a game. Like, we'll just use Sao for an example. Yeah. Sword Art Online, very popular anime. Um, it kind of outreached more to the virtual reality world. You had the Nerve Gear headset, and it blocked all brain inputs, so you could experience it in the digital world. Is I think that's how it worked. Yeah. Um, and I've had this conversation with other people Um, I know I'm going to put him on the spot now Devin was saying like he he would definitely he would just he would work so that he could afford to pay his electricity (laughs) and just play in the game and I honestly I feel like it depends on what I did outside of the game Yeah, that would what cause me like if I'm working a dead end job I would rather just be in the game honestly I'm trying to imagine that and it's like I feel like by the time they get to a point where they make a game where you would want to spend that much time in I feel like it'll be like the world will be such a different place that Mm -hmm. like I don't know like you're not going to be working jobs like at a fast food joint like it'll be uh, I don't know hopefully by then we'll be on a universal income yeah that's what I'm saying like (laughs) it just seems like yeah like but I, I could definitely see it becoming 
integrated into everything and not like right now I have a hard time imagining someone going home and playing their vibe all day all the time with like no breaks and being completely lost in it but I think that you're gonna start to see things like augmented reality where it's so just intertwined with everyday life that mm-hmm. like in a sense you'll never be escaped from like that kind of technology mm-hmm. completely yeah as much as I I mean I love VR but I feel like with what limited technologies we've seen with AR that's going to be the more consumer friendly yeah, technology than VR is going to be so much room to grow in AR right now because you're going to have so many people that are like they they are going to be against the idea of VR like for that exact reason that they're just going to say oh people are going to get lost in it like society's going to fall apart blah 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 but that same person <laughs> will pick up like their AR glasses and live their lives and they can't live without it the same way we can't live without our phones right now yeah and I when I hear people people have like this like a doomsday fear that like people are just going to get lost in virtual reality I feel like they have a concept like what you're saying about the Sardar online like you're just going to be laying in a bed brain dead like a vegetable <laughs> right. living out like a fantasy life killing dragons yeah. but in actuality like you guys saw it what it's actually going to be for a long long time it'll be a long time before they have the brain type stimulation yeah for a long time, it's going to be you moving your physical body yeah. around in a way that's like people are losing crazy weight because they fall in love with their vibes, but it's so much more physical than an Xbox. Like right. these games, like will make you work. Like they, they make you move. <laughs> I was actually going to mention that next because honestly, playing that boxing game literally realized how useless I was in a fight. <laughs> I watched. Mike fight the hardest guy on the hardest difficulty and then I'm going up against like fucking Glass Joe on Punch Out <laughs> and fucking losing to this guy. I don't even know. I just started fighting like like I worked at uh, you put Taco up as Bell. Much of a fight for that one that Mike did for this <laughs> yeah, guy. Like, oh my god. I think that game there's some just like sort of getting used to the feel for the game yeah. like, do- like the timing on dodging and stuff like that. But in a sense like you really can have just take a boxer and like give them the controllers and they should be able to like do Dude, fairly well. Like it's they do a good job of integrating that. Once the physics are down, yeah. For a lot of the the games, yeah. You'll be able to do things that you normally wouldn't be able to do in real life, but even doing them in the virtual world will boost your skills and doing them in real life. Like obviously I don't think we'll ever hit a point where training a, with a virtual boxer is going to put you on a level with someone who is actually training in boxing, yeah. but it's a good starting point for someone who might not be able to do that. A hundred percent. Like, if you can learn something on YouTube, you can learn something in VR with so much more yeah. precision, and, like, right. you're so much more immersed. Like, when you're watching a YouTube video, you're half thinking about, like, what you ate for breakfast this morning. <laughs> right. The you're, you're that you just fully watched. Involved, but this is, like... <laughs> forces you to get sucked into it and I can completely imagine someone making a boxing training game where it's like alright you want like this is how you throw a right cross and like unless your glove is tracked perfectly for this like you're gonna keep doing it until like we decide that you're you're ready for it right and I could totally see people eventually getting to the point where like they're they're making really good training things for for almost anything like they have different things right now like surgeon simulators and stuff mm-hmm. like that like there's there's a lot you can do military. It's amazing. Hundred oh, percent. But the military is always the first. Yeah, yeah. The place where technology is gonna boom. Military mm-hmm. and porn. 
those are the those porn. are the leaders in any kind of technology. Yeah, that's very true. Porn is porn is pushing the VR world. <laughs> <laughs> Just like they they pushed uh, like uh, embedded videos in the internet. <laughs> they they got it all going on. Oh my gosh! Um, I want to backtrack a little bit um, back to the boxing game. Like literally, though. In my head, I'm thinking when I was fighting that guy, the only thing I knew about boxing was that if you're going to box, you want to keep your gloves up to protect your face because you don't want to get headshots. So literally in my head, I kept saying, like, you gotta, I got to keep my gloves up. If I had somebody yelling at me like while doing that and p- calling out my mistakes, I think that would honestly be a great like rookie trainer. Yeah, yeah. Honestly. Yeah, that would be, be pretty cool. Uh, and it would save you a lot of face scars and yeah yeah bruises (laughs) they can one thing this is not far off at all like maybe five years Mm -hmm. maybe like 10 years Mm -hmm. if we're being safe (laughs) it's i can completely see someone professional fighters and mma fighters something like that using something like this to like they have someone design the like their opponent that they're training for and like they literally have the ability to fight their opponent without getting hurt and like start to get his like movement patterns down and like normal attacks and stuff like that it's not going to be the same as a normal fight but you can have the just if you just sat in your living room with your eyes closed and visualize a fight there's benefit right but if you're having the images like in your eyes and you're moving around and like getting the real feel for it like that takes it to a whole new level like that that definitely would be that's amazing I didn't even think about that and I'm sure I'm sure there's ways that they track people's movements and Mm -hmm. they could emulate it in a a skeletal frame and make or like reskin it that's like incredible that's a really good idea the the thing is too is we're we're a lot closer to that stuff than we think we are Mm -hmm. because when you most people when they experience all this VR stuff it's it's a very specialty thing, so it's kind of hard to access. And then, all, like you mentioned, like most of the games we played were free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you put AAA game money down on all of those games we played, they would they would compare to the performance that you get into like a non virtual game. Yeah. So, like we're looking at like the boxing game, and like if just for example, like racing sims and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. A free game, it's gonna, you're not gonna have that level of immersion. But if you were to dump like a few million dollars into the development of those games, mm-hmm. there's no question that the the performance of those can improve like exponentially. Like what yeah. we think will be VR in five years is probably possible now. It's just the money's not going yeah. into it. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, as soon as more people buy the computers they need to power this thing, or the technology becomes readily available that you can just go to the store, buy a bundle, and be like, all right, I have my Rift or I have my Vive or whatever headset is out there, and you can set it up and just be immersed. Like you can, much like you can with an Xbox or a PS4 now. You can just go to the store, buy one, 400 bucks. Well, that's, you know, like that's that, where it's heading, too, is because right. well, you have the PS4, yeah. the, the VR, PSVR now. Yeah. Um, Microsoft has already confirmed that the Xbox One Scorpio is going to be VR compatible, uh-huh. and Nintendo has confirmed the Switch is able to support VR as well. 
It's not. So we already have all three of the major console ready. players that are ready for VR. Jeez. Alright, now the dog interruption is over. <laughs> and there's there's also like uh, it's like a weird game of like cat and mouse with where like developers don't want to go all in mm-hmm. on games because all the, the the client base isn't there, there's not enough people who have rifts, so you're not gonna get the high-end game developers to start making those games and dumping the money into it when there's not enough people, mm-hmm. there's not enough people buying riffs, so like these developers don't want to get in on it. But this year, like the Vive in particular, or HTC, mm-hmm. is really trying to like grow just the whole market in general, and they're doing like a lot of different things to to add that. Like with those, I mentioned the hockey puck things they're releasing, which is essentially just an ability to track any object. Mm-hmm. You just add a hockey puck to an object and 3D map it, and they have an object in VR. When you're doing stuff like that, like you're starting to open up the opportunity for uh, third-party developers to, to add like a... Maybe they'll add like legs in VR, like something you wrap right. around your shin, and now you have like a shin in thing in VR, so now you open up kickboxing in VR. Mm-hmm. So it's like the more and more they're adding like the more you're going to start to see developers using their stuff and the more you're going to start to see people getting interested in that stuff and buying more vibes so it's it's growing and like 2017 is is going to be like a huge year for vr now that people now that people actually have these installed in their houses it's going to be big like the the console support is going to be what yeah. tips the developers over yeah. because if you as much as everyone loves PC gaming and is is superior as it is to console gaming just because of the levels of customization you can add to it the the dev support for PC gaming is still far under yeah. consoles like you constantly have games coming out that either aren't on PC or when they are on PC it's just a port of the console so it's it's dumbed down by a significant amount <laughs> yeah, and it usually is mapped. full of bugs yeah. yeah so i feel like once once you can readily buy AAA games from like Activision and EA and, and all those developers for the, the Xbox and the PlayStation and maybe even the Nintendo Switch, once it, they see people are buying those, they're like, okay, now we got to go back to the powerful PC games <laughs> and we'll see even more increases in that. Yeah, right now, I, th- I think you're going to really start to see like the, the mobile market is where developers try to spend a lot of the time because everyone has a cell phone who Mm -hmm. can add like a $30 piece of plastic to make it virtual reality not everyone has a $1,200 computer the room to spend another $800 on the system for but and I don't have you guys seen anything on Google Daydream it's like they're the first thing they're doing is with the the Pixel phone they're releasing I have the Pixel you do? yeah I just haven't picked up a headset yet I missed out on the free one so yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what they do with that because I feel like that is going to be like a, a slightly higher step above the other mobile. Well, it already is really because they have um, they have the controller that comes with. Yeah, it. that's what I mean. No yeah. other VR on the mobile market now has a controller like yeah. that. Yeah, that's. I feel like that's going to be big. Hands in VR, man, it just gives you like you just feel like naked without hands in VR. Like you can't. <laughs> how do you interact? You got to press your side of your head like you're shooting like your cyclops <laughs> like it's, it's, it's an awkward movement yeah hey, you want hands I, I hate I don't like Xbox controllers and things like that for VR it's, it's just like you, you're inside another world and then you and have you're to, still you have to interact using like yeah. your it's contradicting and, yeah, yeah it's yeah. weird it's weird uh, 
Yeah, and that, um, God, all of it is just so crazy to experience. Like, honestly, uh, my before going into VR, my past experience has been just seeing other people play it, and it was only the Oculus Rift. They're sitting there, and they're like, oh, this is crazy, what? But, like, you don't really experience VR until you actually right. experience Yeah, it's like, VR. it's almost like um, how when someone's talking about a dream, like, they talk about it with such enthusiasm, and you're, like, mm-hmm. listening to them, you're, like, all right, what? I don't, I don't care. Like, but, but, but it's, like, when you experience something firsthand like that, it's it can be really profound to you, but someone on the outside, it's just, they just can't can't possibly comprehend what it's like to actually experience that without without doing it themselves it's nuts yeah i'm I'm definitely excited to see where it goes and i'm excited i feel like as much as i think ar will be the the more consumer friendly side of things i feel like it's not going to go anywhere until vr gets more popular with the niche market Mm -hmm. so i'm excited to see a where vr takes us and then b how (laughs) AR is going to fit in our everyday life and then how the two will kind of combine with each other. Well, I mean, if you think about it, AR is just virtual reality minus some stuff to give you... It's the items, but not the world for the most part. Yeah, yeah. So AR is really like the the pinnacle. Like that is... like Because AR can be virtual reality or it can also be like your reality plus just a random thing. So AR really is like... the pinnacle of it. Have you seen the, uh, the, I think it was Rift. I think they use a Rift and a HoloLens combination. So the guy was in the Oculus using the new touch controllers and he was drawing. And then the guy was using, another guy was using the uh, HoloLens from Microsoft and he was seeing what the guy was drawing <laughs> oh. implanted into actual. Now that is cool. I have nuts. not seen that. That sounds cool. I was going to add, like, the way I see. AR versus um, VR. AR is playing Minecraft like Legos on your coffee table. Right. VR is playing Minecraft in, in Minecraft. Minecraft. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> by the way, you can play that on the Vive, where you oh use your God. hand. Your hand is an actual. Oh, are you kidding me? You have to like. Why didn't we play Swing your hand around to hit the blocks. See that? Now that's oh a game where gosh. I could. I would probably you play for five hours straight and then that. take the headset off and be like, this is... This I'm is not... Sucks. Where am I? <laughs> I I've, there's been a day where uh, I was playing it and I might have played for a couple of hours, but mm-hmm. in the wintertime, like, it gets dark pretty quick. Yeah. And it was bright out when I when I started playing and I take it off and I'm just like... I realize I'm in like a pitch black room. <laughs> I'm like, what this is weird. Is have, you ever, have you ever gotten out of VR... And then just felt weird doing things in, like, the actual world. Yeah, man. Because I just, I, I say that because just now I was sitting down here waiting for us to start the podcast, and I was holding my phone. Yeah. Like, this feels weird. Yeah. Because I've been holding the controller, interacting with things with the controller. So. And to actually have something in my hands, I was like, this doesn't feel right. Yeah. <laughs> it makes, it forces you to question, because it's a virtual reality, it forces you to question, like, what normal reality is like in a sense like if you want to think like an in you're in the eyes of a vr developer and you're making a game you have to think about like what constitutes my reality like what is reality so like if you're thinking about it like that you have to start thinking like how to program 
every like sensation that you like experience and it's it's so weird because after you're like in a virtual world and then you and then you leave and you're still in that mindset you're like oh wait like i could see how me picking up this controller off the table is like could be programmed in virtual reality Mm -hmm. and it's like it's it's a weird thing like there was a specific day like there was a specific moment i had where i was at a beach the uh, bluffs, I don't. You guys know where that is. It's it's like a really cool, like really cool looking place where it's like almost these like mountain things like made out of sand, and then like a beautiful beach, and I actually I went back like in this like tall grass to pee, and I came back and I was like walking back and I was like, I feel like this is like a virtual reality <laughs> like scene that I'm in. Like I, I like I could see this being a game right now. Like I could just totally see that happening. <laughs> it's 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 trippy. It's weird. That and is just what I wanted to talk about. Um, so I'm gonna reference Rick and Morty because we have all seen Rick and Morty. Roy, the video game. Yeah, yeah. When Morty pulls off the helmet, he says, "Where is my wife? Where, where?" Like he's so distraught about it. Like we were just talking about that a little bit. But do you think that as VR becomes more powerful, that can actually be a thing, a state of mind where you're confused? Entirely because you were so submerged. I think for the right people. Yeah. Like for the right to, people. That's going to be There are going to so. be some personalities where they're just you're just not going to be able to link yourself to what yeah. you're seeing on it. And you might immerse a little bit, but you're not. You're definitely not going to get linked on an emotional level. Yeah. But with the right quality game and the right type of person, if they can lose themselves in it, I could definitely, with an extended period in that world, I could definitely see somebody getting like having an existential crisis after playing a <laughs> VR game. Yeah, like, when is the first instance where someone murders their, like, neighbor because, and then they're like, oh, shoot, I thought I was in the favorite. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, shoot. That'll be a great court case. <laughs> but, I mean, if you if you pay attention to, like, things like um, Nick Bostrom and Elon Musk are mm-hmm. saying, like, people are are suggesting that that's what reality is right now. Like, what... If you think about it, like... The way... 40 years ago, we had Pong, which was a line and a dot. (laughs) And that was the greatest technological achievement up until that point (laughs) in human history. Right. Fast forward 40 years later... And we have perfectly tracked things in your visual field that you can interact with, with your hands and move around in 3D space, and they look photorealistic. What is it going to look like in another 200 years? Like, it's so far beyond, like, what we can even try to comprehend right now. You have to imagine that there will be a point, unless we, like, blow ourselves up first, that (laughs) we could potentially reach it a hundred percent realistic reality so if it gets to that point if we're going to get to that point who's to say that hasn't already happened and that's oh what life god. is like, that, that, so, that, so that's oh that's my the argument. god there's so, that whole theory that it's scary the answer to why we haven't met life yeah. in other planets yeah. is there's like four reasons and one of them is there's no other life because we're in a virtual reality and then the others are like if you if your society becomes so advanced that it can do intergalactic travel they end up destroying themselves Mm -hmm. and then all other life in the galaxy is hostile or 
no life in the galaxy exists and then the final one i think is no galaxy or no life in the galaxies exist that are capable of travel between yeah. galaxies. galaxies but that first one the, is the, the fermi one it's the, it's the fermi paradox <laughs> yeah. yeah and it is it's the that's the most commonly like cited explanation that we have is that we, yeah it's that we're living in virtual reality right now it's nuts and okay. we recharge when we sleep <laughs> oh <laughs> my goodness well yeah that, that's <laughs> the other thing is when when you dream and you you have a vivid dream and you wake up for it from it yeah start looking at it now like it feels a lot like a virtual <laughs> reality like it really oh, does like it, it's like a weird it's a weird sort of feeling like after you just you just put like that little extra detail in my head like I never thought of like sleeping as recharging like oh my user's plugging his vibe in for the night I guess I gotta go to sleep like that's what sleep is for that's why your body shuts down when you don't get sleep because right. the batteries are dead <laughs> so I'm, I'm not saying that's that's what it is right although the argument technically is that it would be one in billions chance that it wouldn't be base reality that we're in I'm not going to say that we're not oh living in base reality. But all I'm <laughs> saying is that, is that it's right now what we have is this contraption that plugs into a, a, a computer and it's mechanical and like, it, and we're, we're sort of like tricking all of our senses individually. Who knows what kind of ways we're going to have of like getting around that in the future. If it's something like that involves you like plugging in your brain in some certain way or somehow involves your your brain like that directly mm-hmm. by all means like you very well could get lost in like a Roy reality and live out a whole world <laughs> a whole who, who knows man who knows especially if like your uh, your virtual life ends up being better than the one you're in yeah like there's gonna be so many people that are like well I sucked the first time, but now I got the second chest. That it might as well be the the real thing. So I guess I'm just this is my life. This now. is me now. <laughs> Did any? I'm Roy. <laughs> Did either of you guys watch uh, Black Mirror at all? No, I haven't finished the third season yet. Th- I want to say it's the third season. Did you see the augmented reality one? No, I think that's the next. I think it's the second episode in the third. Season. They do a really really good job of 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 a potential future for that, where it's like a guy testing out virtual reality. It's sort of like a like a Nintendo-like company, up-and-coming company working on high-end virtual reality. And they basically, like, plug a mushroom into the back of his spinal cord, Mm -hmm. and then he can't distinguish what... It's actually augmented reality. Mm -hmm. They send him to, like, a house, and he can't distinguish what's what's fiction and, like, what's real in that house, and it, like, just... They're just, like... It's, like, a haunted house in real life, basically, that he has to live through. And there's, like, a giant spider that pops up and stuff like that. But... It, I could definitely see something like that eventually. That is terrifying. Taking those escape rooms the, to the next level. The, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. escape rooms. Exactly. I, from what the conversation that we just had, honestly, what this could be taken many ways. Let's pitch it as a movie plot. After nuclear winter has fallen, humanity is on the brink of extinction, the government makes, the, or whoever wins the war puts into effect this thing and all of humankind is just put into pods this is basically sounding like the fucking matrix um (laughs) and there's the just this virtual there's half of humanity that still lives in this real world and there or for what we know and there is the other half that is living just like it was you know like 2000 or something i could see that just immediately taking like the fallout road where like 
in this situation, it would be VR, but in Fallout, it's the, sh- the vaults. Yeah. And like, oh, this is Utopia. And then, in reality, it was like, the vaults are just ways that we can screw with people. Right. Like, it's just a government testing. Yeah. Like, that, that's the way I'm seeing it. Like, and these people live out their entire lives just in this pod, and they, they live and die in this thing. The only thing nuts. that would be really crazy is, like, if you die prior to when you were scheduled to die in the VR or just if you died is it just a sudden like is that what a heart attack is <laughs> you know <laughs> like honestly <laughs> I'm freaking like <laughs> you guys did I have enough ex- existential crisis I don't need this shit I really don't <laughs> I'm freaking out <laughs> where's my wife Oh boy! Oh, All right, with that existential crisis out of the way, I think we gotta wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh! So thank you, Mike, for showing us the ways of the virtual reality. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Uh, expect to to probably hear more from Mike. <laughs> um, we'll sign off. Brendan, do you want to do the honors? Do the honors of signing off. Yeah. Yeah. This is Game Shell signing off of the very first game shell podcast go to our youtube channel which um, uh, this is probably going to be on and (laughs) (laughs) subscribe go to the channel you're currently on listening to this (laughs) you know what just unsubscribe from us don't don't even bother (laughs) it's fine bye